Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Lives Falcons Training Camp 2023 Day 2 Recap. It is time, guys, for what is uh, one of our favorite things to do, which is, of course, bring you all the updates from a very hot and sweaty day of training camp. We breathe the bl- we brave the blistering heat, so you don't have to. Joining me in my coverage this week, of course, is co-host Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way. Adnan, how are you doing on this fine evening? Uh, doing well. You know, like you said, it's a very, very sweaty day, very hot day uh, down at the the training camp facilities of Flowery Branch. Um, again, not a cloud in sight. I'll be on the lookout all week to see if we can actually you know, have a nice cloudy day. I think it's forecast on Saturday. So, you know, yeah. hopefully that'll, that'll be nice for the fans. But, right. you know, other than that, it's um, real football in July weather. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, very, very fun to cover. Yeah, it's uh, – I hope for you guys' sake that it's cloudier because it has been brutal. I mean, I think there's, there is is an actual heat wave going on, so, like, that's part of it. But coming from, like, 72 degrees in Syracuse to this was, you know, it's a bit of a shock. You know, if you guys probably know if you've heard me talk before, like, I did grow up in Florida. Like, I lived in Florida for 20 years. So you know, I'm used to humidity, but it's still – I mean, it's really hot. Like, it's even more hot than, like, it should be, I think. So uh, it, it's brutal out there, but don't worry. We've got you, uh, hold on, I'm going to crack this beer. We've got you guys covered with all, uh, all happenings today. Uh, a more fun day of practice. We got some one-on-ones. Uh, there was a little bit more activity from the actual offense. So that's always a nice change. Uh, and, you know, we got to see a lot of good plays from young players and rookies, and that's always something that we're looking for. So lots to get to today before we do, of course, Want to bring you a message from our sponsors. First of all, betonline.ag, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Perhaps you're feeling overly confident in the news you've heard from training camp so far. You can bet on Atlanta to win the NFC South right now or any other team before the, the rest of the league catches on in training camp. Maybe you want to hit the over on Clark Phillips' interceptions, you know, based on what we saw in, in practice. So, Whatever you want to do, Bet Online is your Sports Intel headquarters this season, as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile deposit or mobile device to get on the action. <laughs> you can use our promo code Believe. B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's where the deposit comes in. Uh, so yeah, guys, make sure to use our promo code if you do check it out. Uh, 50% off, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, bet online where the game starts. So one more, your favorite ad read, guys. It is Blue Chew, and tonight's episode, of course, is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, though it can be awkward, but let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. 
Best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BUCKET. That's B-U-C-K-E-T. At checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BUCKET. To receive your first month free, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And once again, thanks, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Adnan. Busy day. A lot of interesting things uh once again as as our guest of honor uh we sort of tried to divide and conquer a little bit today i was like trying to watch the offensive players specifically during the team stuff and adnan was watching the defense so but we you know naturally you see a little bit of everything but curious adnan uh where you want to start first uh with today's coverage um well let's uh talk about the tight ends a little bit i know um not the main one, not uh, not Kyle Pitts, who we didn't really see too much of Kyle Pitts out there, but that was expected. Uh, Arthur Smith warned us that they are sort of managing his reps a little bit. And, you know, we probably will not see him at 100% out there the entire time. But uh, the, the other two tight ends on the roster, Michael Prude and Jonu Smith, they look very good. Uh, they caught everything that was thrown their way. They were targeted early and often by Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter throughout uh, throughout all of the scrimmages. Um, you can tell that you can tell the tight end will be very heavily involved in this offense, but we already knew that already. And more so than ever in the early parts of training camp when, you know, before these guys have really gotten into a rhythm with their receivers, uh, with their deep shots, they're sort of, you know, checking it down to their safety blankets at tight end. Uh, and that's that's what we saw a lot of today. Um, Jonu Smith, he he looks really good. I think he he beat, well, he completely like manhandled Jesse Bates on, on a one-on-one uh, play, which was very impressive completely got away from him and you know then throughout the day he had got what I think was maybe the uh the most promising offensive play of the day uh from Taylor Heineke Uh, and you know not I I don't think people are talking enough about Heineke's pass to to Jonu Smith uh, which I, I, it was on 11 on 11s to the left side of the field where Heineke just put it put it in the bread basket uh, right over Michael Walker's waiting hand and right into the right into the arms of John o. Smith who turned up field. Uh, it was a perfect pass. I tweeted out the video, but you know we had to take down the video because you know we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that later on. Um, but yeah, great play by Heineke. Great pass, Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith looks like the real deal out there. Michael Pruitt looks like he has picked up right where he left off from. And you know, other than the tight ends, the other guys that were making a lot of noise were the rookies. Arthur Smith mentioned, and he singled out Clark Phillips, B. John Robinson, and third-round pick Zach Harrison as guys who have really impressed him uh, a couple days in. Bijan, we know. Bijan is Bijan. He looks he looks stellar whenever whenever he has the ball and in the limited moments when you can evaluate a running back. 
He had that very impressive catch and cut on the first play of seven on sevens, you know, drew some oohs and ahs from the crowd. He, he, he just looks different out there. Like he looks like if you were to, to get a novice who, you know, has, you know, who, who's been living under a rock somewhere, who knows nothing about the Falcons and, you know, you were to put him in flowery branch and you were to ask him, all right, what, which of these guys is, is a star player on this team that they, they would, probably single out Bijan Robinson uh because he he just makes it look he makes it look easy out there uh yeah. he, he did have a drop uh you know we do I do have to mention that but you know it is what it is nobody can be perfect but he like he looks stellar and of course Clark Phillips you know uh we saw the interception against Drake London on on the one-on-one coverage uh Phillips actually you know, Phillips got the better of London in their matchup in uh, in college, and he he got the better of him again today. Uh, deflected a pass, which it wasn't wasn't a great pass. Uh, you know, especially to London against a shorter Phillips, it was very low. Uh, Clark Phillips batted it up to himself, and he got the interception. And it's really impressive when a cornerback can get a, a whole last pick uh, on a one-on-one coverage. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's an A if you just bat it down. It's like, it's like an A plus plus if you can like actually come away with the pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, great play by Phillips there. He he made the headlines at camp, and you know, just a very promising day from the rookies in general. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Clark Phillips. That's obviously like the highlight play. I mean, it was it was so impressive. Like, yeah, the the throw wasn't great, and like I I honestly couldn't tell you who threw it. I mean, it was probably Ritter. <laughs> I didn't personally see I I it was like the first rep so I I imagine it was but I I we don't know like every like literally they like that was the first rep like I even filmed it late like it was after Drake started running so like it could have been Ritter it, it there's a chance it wasn't they were basically switching off every rep so um it is what it is with that the throw was not great but London catches those passes typically like he he adjusted to it I think he would have had a good chance to come away with that but the the throw being off doesn't negate the play by Clark Phillips I mean that was an exceptional play he basically bats the ball with his back turned to it bats it up in the air somehow with that move and then catches turns around catches it and then gets a return as well out of it um really an incredible play and I I mean I I just can't say enough good things about that. And again, that's a that's an outside rep. Like that is what the rep you would see on the outside against an outside receiver. I I think we just, we should just play Clark Phillips outside. Like honestly, like he is an outside corner. He looks great outside. I know everyone's obsessed with moving him to the nickel. He is small. I get that, but like this guy doesn't have good slot instincts. He's a great outside corner. Like he he can do this to Drake London. I mean, I I don't really I don't really see you know the the point and and making him play the slot because you've got Mike Hughes and you've got D Alford there that are two good slot corners. So if it was me, I would have Clark Phillips competing outside. Are you in, what do you think about, I know that I might be on an Island here of like, Oh, I think he can still play outside. But what do you think about that? I mean, I I can see where you're coming with that, but I do, I don't know. I do think the height would be a bit of an issue uh, with that. I mean, I know like we had, we had Brent Grimes back in the day at similar heights. It's but, but Brent Grimes, like, could jump out of the building. Uh, I don't think Clark has those hops. But, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to argue with the resume that, that Clark Phillips had in college playing mostly outside. Um, 
but yeah, I think they seem they seem set on on running him at nickel. Uh, and I mean, especially I I think that's there's an easier track to playing. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> Um, because you do have Alford and Hughes uh, in competition. I'll, I'll retract that statement, but yeah, I I don't think that the team really sees him as an outside long term. But it is nice knowing that in an emergency you can throw him out there. Yeah, yeah, and you know it. I, as long as he's good, like wherever they play him, it's going to take longer to see him at, in the slot because again, this is not something he played a lot in college. Um, but. I think the ability that we know he can play outside, maybe it isn't his best fit in the NFL and that's fair, but um, I'm just, I, I love his outside tape so much. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I don't care. Put him out there. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Yeah. We got a lot of more of other good plays to get to as well, guys, before we do want to remind folks to, of course, like and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. We just have five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. If you're interested and joining us tomorrow night, Friday at 6 p.m., we'll be at Sweetwater Brewing in Atlanta off uh, Otley Drive. I believe it's 195 Otley Drive is the address. Um, there is an event on... Oh, George, okay. Hold on a second, George. <laughs> uh, I, I got a lot of donations to read, mostly from George here now, upstaging the two donations that I was Holy about shit, to read. George, I just saw that. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second. It's... Uh, it, it's it's blowing my mind a little much. It's throwing me off. Okay. So, yeah, join us at Sweetwater. Uh, it's going to be Adnan and I. It's going to be Gina. It's going to be Will McFadden. And uh, we're going to try to get a show to you guys, whether we have to yell it from the rafters or we, we're going to try to rig up like a PA system because I think their PA is kind of on the fritz, so it may not be available for us. Uh, so we're going to rig something up. No matter what, though, we're going to do something fun and we're going to hang out with you guys. Um, and it's 10% off drinks and food for all Falcoholic attendees. I think all you have to do is say that you're here for the Falcoholic event. You get 10% off. Uh, I did actually go to the brewery on Wednesday. It was very nice. Extensive brew selection. Extensive non-alcoholic selection. I believe it is family-friendly as well. Um, I don't think there was any restrictions. Uh, They have an outdoor area where we'll probably be doing the show. Uh, They got ping pong. They got foosball. They got all that stuff. Uh, The food was pretty good, too. So, What'd you get? I got a... uh, it was like a classic bacon cheese, like double bacon cheeseburger. And it was very good. Um, it was very like, I usually go for like the really crazy stuff, but the manager, Nick was like, Oh, get the, get the classic burger. Like it's really good. And it was very tasty. Uh, generally, you know, the, you could tell the meat was well cooked and well seasoned because with a classic burger, you know, there's not a lot of accoutrements on there to, to hide it. So the, the, you know, the beef and the cook was excellent. So got to give props there. And of course, if you love Sweetwater brews, uh, they got all of them and some special ones too, that I'd never seen before. So, Definitely join us, guys. We're excited for that. All right. I'm going to save George's till the end, because otherwise it's going to upstage the people that donated uh, before. So, George, I'll get right to you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, we got Yannick with the $10. Is that Yannick Ngakwe? Is, is he is he a fan? Uh, no, just says Yannick with the $10. Thank you so much, Yannick, man. Really appreciate that. He says, thanks, guys, for the work you do. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and we got Brian with the $20. Thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate that, dude. Uh, says best Falcons coverage out there. Can't wait for some RB four and wide receiver five talk in the coming weeks. All right, this guy's a real sicko. I appreciate that. Hope this money goes to some beers at either Sweetwater or B Dubs. We get free beers at B Dubs for the event, so I will use it at uh, excuse me at Sweetwater for the event. We're not you know B Dubs. Hit me up though if you guys want to have an event at some point. 
but I will use it at B-dubs for sure. Thank you so much for that. Um, and then, of course, the big one, we got George Costanza coming in with the 250 donations. I believe that is a new record. Uh, I believe that is a new record for the biggest you donation. Look, like the top five records, it's all like George. Yeah, it's probably all George. Yeah. I think I think uh, Michael Scott hit us with 100, so he's yeah, definitely yeah, in the yeah, top five as well. Yeah. Uh, but George Costanza, 250 and counting, Falcoholic Lives. Oh, he tipped 250 for 250. Oh. There we go. I get it. Thank you, George. We didn't How even far... mention that last episode, by the I way. I think I like said the number, but yeah, it was really low fanfare. I mean, we were so hyped about training camp, it just sort of worked out. But George says, "How far you guys have come? If Ritter isn't the guy, we've always got Heineke. You know, we know he's got that dog him in dog in him. We go as far as Ritter takes us. If he's not the guy, we have to find the guy." Hashtag should have drafted Stequavius. <laughs> oh, George, I, I I love you, buddy. Uh yeah. Uh, I will say. First, thank you, George. Uh, you're the man. But, um, you know, if, if that was facetious or not, Heineke is one of the better backups in the NFL. And, yeah, I mean, he Heineke's looked fine. He's looked decent so far. Like, I, he threw the interception today to Jalen Hawkins. Shout out to Jalen Hawkins. He has two picks in two days. Yeah. yeah. Like Jalen Hawkins has come into training camp on a mission this year. Um. But other than that pick, and I know it's hard to say, oh, yeah, other than this, like, really bad moment, like, I think Heineke looked better. Like, I think Heineke looked like the better quarterback overall. Uh, he had that pass to Jonu Smith uh, that I mentioned. He had a really good pass to beat zone coverage to Kadero Hodge. Uh, that may have been the deepest pass completion of the day regarding air yards. So, I mean, Heineke, you know, if – if for whatever reason Heineke does need to step in, he's a quarterback that's won what twenty-four games in the NFL over the past uh, over the past few years. I think he has a uh, he has an around five hundred record, which I know that doesn't sound sexy, but it's it's pretty good for a pack of quarterback. He yeah yeah he, he led he led Washington to a really good playoff performance where they almost beat the Buccaneers a couple of years ago. I. There's much worse. There's much worse hands to be in than Taylor Heineke's, and uh, look, it's it's day two of training camp. I'm not I'm not here. I'm not sitting here bearing Ritter. I'm not saying, oh yeah, like bench Ritter or whatever. Um, there's a chance if Desmond Ritter does not look good a few weeks in, and if the team is, you know, struggling because of him, or if the team is, you know, even winning despite him, or succeeding despite him like there is a chance that we could have a very difficult conversation and I mean Taylor Heineke knows that he came to this team with a bunch of contract incentives knowing that hey if you know if he plays a certain amount of games he's going to make some more money and you know he knows that that possibility is there yeah yeah I mean Taylor Heineke's a really good backup. He's he's fun too. Like he's a guy that will take risks. He he's got some some movement ability to him. He's got some legs. He did have like the best throw today. Like you said, I think you know that throw to, to Johnny over the middle. He threaded it over the top of the defender, and and Johnny was able to take it for big gain. He did throw that pick too. I think that was a really good play by Jalen Hawkins. I mean, it was a dangerous pass over the middle, um, but uh, Hawkins was right there, picked it off. I'm guessing that Heineke probably just didn't see him. Um, and, you know, it, that's the thing with, with Heineke. He's he's going to take risks. He's going to try to push the ball and, and go for big plays. 
it's fun to watch. It can result in some really good stuff, but he's also a guy that is prone to turnovers and, um, you know, that a lot of times is going to get you to 500. Uh, but that's not the worst fallback plan in the world. And we've seen what Arthur Smith can do with, with, uh, lesser quarterbacks we'll say, but I, I mean, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here by saying Heineke's better than Marcus Mariota. Um, so he's not as mobile. I mean, there's few quarterbacks that are as mobile as Mariota. Um, so, you know, that Mariota is going to have the advantage as a rusher always, but Heineke's a better passer. He can do all the things you need him to do if he does have to come on the field. I, I don't think it's in serious consideration that Ritter's going to get pulled. You know, obviously, Artoon could change if four games in. It's a, it's a nightmare. I'm, I'm not going to consider that at this point. Two practices into training camp. We're going to leave that nightmare fuel for the actual season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really great to have Heineke here. This is a guy that's you know, also worked his way up from a UDFA, uh, knows knows how to, to be an NFL quarterback and, and knows how to deal with adversity. And I think he'll be a big help to Ritter off the field as well. Um, but maybe that's a good segue into talking about how Ritter looked today, Adnan, because I know everyone's going to want to know. Um, so uh, what, what did you think? Because, it, you know, there's a lot of takes out there. Obviously, you know, we don't know. I... I don't I don't know anyone who's been able to say for sure like if it was Ritter that threw that pass to London on that on that Clark Phillips rep. I mean, I think that it was. So in that case, that was I another poor either, shot, but, but it yeah. would make sense if it was Ritter because why would Heineke be taking the first rep like throwing it to exactly. London? Exactly. So I mean, we think it was, but it yeah, it's we, not we, confirmed. We so we can't really bury him at this point. So uh, yeah, but I mean, as for Ritter, he he looked better than yesterday, which I mean, it's it's not the highest bar to clear. You know, he threw the two interceptions yesterday, couldn't really throw it deep, but he still, it still wasn't good enough to make you feel comfortable. And it, I, I I wouldn't, I'm not gonna come on here and say, yeah, no, like Desmond Ritter looked great, like he looked amazing. I was, he didn't look great. Uh, I don't think he looked like super good either. I think he looked, you know, adequate. Um, you know, throughout like he he hit more passes than he missed, which I mean you would hope so in in those scrimmages, uh, without like any super any like serious pressure. I think Mike Rothstein, Mike Rothstein over at ESPN, he he tracks all of the the quarterback completions and uh in practice and during scrimmages he he said that Ritter went seven for 11 no touchdowns no picks which I mean it's it's fine like you know nice um he did struggle throwing deep again uh he missed Matt Collins on a seam route where you know a good pass would have been a touchdown uh we're not going to sugarcoat like Desmond Ritter we're not going to sit here and say yeah put on your blinders and just like you know he is the guy even though like I'm sure the team would love for us to do that. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, that wouldn't be fair to you guys if we just, like, lied. Um, but, I mean, what what you want to see is that he did make those improvements on day two. Um, you know, he was hitting those short intermediate routes. It looked it looked good. Uh, you know, he was, he was hitting his tight end. He had a really good play in, in the red zone where on the first play he maneuvered around the pocket and then found – uh, an open Michael Pruitt over the middle. Uh, he had a really good play in the red zone where he had this quarterback keeper after a play action looked like a designed run where I I think it it did count as a touchdown maybe unless they like, blew head yeah. right at, like the one. It was hard to tell, but yeah. we got a good game. 
he was also reprimanded by Arthur Smith um, yep. for holding on to the ball and for not hitting an open man, uh, which resulted in a Zach Harrison sack in, in the red zone. I think I think the singular play right before that, like little touchdown run or maybe touchdown run. So, you know, it was another mixed bag for Ritter. It's, it's still day two of training camp. Um, you know, he is a, a, a very young guy. This is his de facto rookie season. Like, you know, sure, he had the four games last year, but, you know, he's he's really like a de facto rookie this season. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was up and down. Um, and all you can say is, you're glad I'm glad that you know he's he's getting better and you want him to continue getting better instead of getting worse because if he was worse today than he was yesterday then it would be like all right like you know that this is a problem but I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem yet yeah and it's like to put things in context not like giving anybody a pass but Jordan Love looked bad day one in Green Bay through a bunch of picks Aaron Rodgers apparently looked looked very shaky for the Jets on day one through some picks. Like, it, it's really not a big deal to throw picks in training camp, period. I mean, unless it's, like, literally every single day. But, like, especially not to open camp. It, it takes time for the offense to gel. It, it does take time for stuff to come together. Don't listen to what Panthers fans are saying about, like, oh, well, Bryce Young was sharp, so therefore everybody else sucks. No, I'm I'm happy for Bryce Young. He's a great he's a great passer. He's the number one overall pick. I mean, it, it, that doesn't shock me that he's he's a good passer. The concerns with Bryce Young have never been about whether he could pass the football. It's about is is he going to survive getting hit by NFL edge rushers on a weekly basis? That is the question, not his passing ability. So, um, you know, I I, I love Bryce. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback prospect. He's my QB one. He's most people's QB one. So, um, you know, it, it don't overreact to the first day or two of training camp if we're here a week from now which we will be uh (laughs) talking about desmond ritter still throwing picks and not being able to hit any deep shots then yeah at that point i think we might be a little bit more concerned you know but it's we take it day by day see what happens see how things evolve and and we you know we're gonna give you guys unfiltered what happened and then of course we'll provide context that we feel is is necessary but you know, it, it's ultimately up to you guys to draw your own conclusions. You're going to do that. Uh, you know, if we think you're wrong, you know, or we're, we'll, we'll try to pump the brakes on some stuff that we think maybe is getting blown out of context. But, you know, like, it, we'll talk about some other plays today that, like, were good plays. That's the thing, especially with one-on-ones. Like, in every one-on-one, there's a guy that did a great job and got the W, and there's a guy that got the L. The guy that got the L, this is one rep. This one rep. Like... And, like, nobody wants to talk about it, but typically those one-on-ones favor the offensive player quite a bit. So it's, you know, it don't put too much stock in it. It's fun. It's going to be also the only clips we're getting is one-on-ones and drills because we can't film team stuff anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it it's, it's going to limit what you're seeing to very specific things. And honestly, I would say just enjoy what you can see and, and enjoy, you know, the competition, but just don't take it too seriously. I mean, it, it's practice. Like these guys might be, maybe they're trying up a different press technique or they're, they're trying up a new route combination or they're trying to get guys matched up, uh, you know, that wouldn't normally see each other or they're trying to give guys opportunities or whatever. Um, it, it may not 
you know, be this isn't a one to one game situation. If you know this, it, honestly, like training camp is fun. It's cool. We learn a lot about the depth chart. We learn a lot about which guys maybe are are showing out, which guys are improving. But like, I could count. There's a bucket of things in over here of like training camp storylines that meant n- absolutely nothing by the time week one week one rolled around. You know, it's like Bernard Reedy, training camp hero. You know, did absolutely nothing in the regular season. Uh, Auden Tate, winner of day one of training camp last year, was cut like a week later. So like, it it really got Austin Trammell in uh in shorts. Yeah, absolute monster. I still I still believe I still believe in Austin Trammell, but um, we love you, Austin. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still holding on to that one, unfortunately. But, you know, it. what I would say is you can react however you want to what you see on, you know, Twitter, what you read in the notes. Um, but, you know, wait to see the cumulative stuff, at least the first few days before you start to really panic. I mean, if you want to panic off of a couple of clips, I guess that's that's fine. There's not really much else to go off of, uh, but you know, it, it <laughs> you're going to be putting yourself through a lot. And like, I would recommend that you just wait to put yourself through the ringer for the regular season games that matter. And don't get at, don't get too, you know, <laughs> jazzed up and, and crazy over some training camp reps because we get, we got a long season to go here, guys. That's all I'm saying. But um, anything you want to add on that note, I'm not. Oh, uh, no, I mean, you've, sort of you sort of said it all it's it's just it's two days of training camp we've seen many quarterbacks you know have their share of struggles throughout camp Aaron Rodgers notoriously you know was a you know sometimes a pick machine in Green Bay in training camp Matt Ryan got picked off by his OC in training camp like now it's it's different with with a young player, with you know, a player who hasn't really proven anything in the NFL. You, you do want, you do sort of put him under the microscope a bit more than some of these veterans, where it's like, all right, you know that, you know, Matt Ryan's going to go out there and give you forty five hundred yards, you know, no matter what, and you know he's going to throw thirty touchdowns. Um, but it, it is still very early, but I, I'm also not going to say it's absolutely nothing. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, like, you know, just put the blinders on and it's just like, you, you know, and, and Ritter's just going to be, a, you know, a pro bowl level player, you know, just completely discount every single thing you're seeing in training camp. He does deserve the benefit of the doubt um, because, you know, especially these like deep shots, uh, like these deep shots, like they, they haven't really like, you know, gotten into that rhythm yet with them. But one thing I'd like to see a a few more of them, like they're not really dialing them up enough. Like if, yeah, how do you expect him to get better at it? If you just, you know, if you call two or three deep shots per practice, like, you know, dial one up once in a while. It doesn't all have to be flat routes and just crossing patterns over the middle. Like, you know, it's, if the mistakes are going to happen, let them happen now, as opposed to, you know, if you're down by 13 and all of a sudden you can't just like rely on the run game and you, you know, you sort of have to start passing the ball a bit and you have to start pushing it deep. Like, you know, so, I mean, that, that's, that, that's my only like complaint so far. Like I'm not, I'm not super concerned yet that, you know, the Falcons haven't hit a single deep shot in, in practice and camp. I would like to see one hit tomorrow. 
like that yeah. that would ease, that would ease my nerves that would help yeah that well would help. you know a couple more on saturday but i i would like to see a few more called like it's it's unreal how many how many crossing patterns they've been calling it's a lot of crossers some of them were deep crossers you know like like 15 20 yards but like not not much more than that was was correcting you know not not much more than that was connecting i should say um but like also in Joe Schmo, uh, shout out to Joe, for, made a good point, you know, and it's like the amount of credit or blame people give to the quarterback when it comes to the pass game is just kind of ridiculous. And he's right. Like maybe the receiver rounded off the route. Maybe they ran the wrong route. And maybe that's why some of these weren't connecting. I mean, it, it, this is this is the first couple training camp practices for the receivers as well. So we assume that the quarterback was at fault but that's not always a safe assumption it's the easy assumption but i do agree with that but i completely disagree with joe's follow-up comment that (laughs) we need to just leave deep shots out of the playbook that's you can't do that in the nfl in 2023 i'm sorry you can't just ignore deep shots and deep passes and it's something that arthur smith really wants to do it's like a core part of his offense i'm sure you know joe like that was a big reason of why that tennessee offense and 2020 was so good is because they could hit him now and if Desmond Ritter can't hit him like we need to eventually move on like I mean somebody's gonna have to like he he dialed up plenty of deep shots with Mariota last and you know Mariota missed a lot of them but he kept dialing them up yeah and and so some they're gonna have to hit him they don't have to hit a ton of them but they need to be able to at least threaten it um and we'll see we'll see how it develops uh again two days in so you know, I, and again, like everybody's talking about the deep shots, but like m- the majority of the passing attempts are not going to be deep shots. Obviously, it'd be great if they could hit those. I mean, we're, we're certainly hoping that they will be able to at least get those to a certain point. But the the short stuff and the intermediate stuff was sharp. Like I, I didn't really see any accuracy issues, except maybe there was one sl- like slight overthrow to Penny Hart that Hart ended up making a great play and catching anyway. Uh, sort of left for it it was a great catch yeah Um, Yeah, i mean it went for like no gain but it looked really nice it was pretty (laughs) it was hella pretty um so and like also on that play that you mentioned that arthur smith called attention to like where ritter ended up keeping it when when pruitt was open for a touchdown downfield you know he also called attention to the fact that like look ritter did have pressure coming and he elected to bail so like the offensive line also needs to protect better in that situation to give ritter an opportunity to hit that shot so um you know it we'll see what what happens um but again you, you look back to the four games that Ritter played and it's not like the passing game was was inoperable I think they were they were doing some things well but again the, the deep shots they just weren't hitting many of them um they were they were at least attempting at least attempting them uh unlike they were with uh <laughs> Mariota at a certain point um but you know that we need to be able to do that and if if Ritter just can't do it he's not going to be the starter for very long I mean it's a core part of what Smith wants to do and they have that their weapons are too good with with Kyle Pitts Drake London you know they need to be able to threaten deep to open up the run game and like the Falcons still had success the Falcons still had success last year running the ball against stacked boxes there I believe we're like the best team in the NFL at still generating rushing yardage against stacked boxes, but how much better would that look if they weren't always facing a stacked box? And that's that's what would take this offense from being sort of middling overall to being quite deadly. 
being able to hit those deep shots. So, um, you know, it needs to improve, obviously. Uh, we're going to be looking for that. We're going to be monitoring that very closely. I'm sure everybody is. But, you know, it, it may be that this is a team that wins with a lot of short to intermediate routes occasionally pepper in some deep stuff and then just crush things with the run game and maybe that's enough i don't know but i mean like that would be fine but it's still like i don't know i'm i'm of the mindset that you can't just win with short to intermediate stuff and and that's not going to be enough to keep you as the starter if you just can't do that also like you're going to have to be able to do that eventually or they're going to be looking for somebody else so again way too early to be talking about you know oh well we're gonna we're already looking for a quarterback next year but like that isn't that is a possibility. Like that the Falcons could be saying, okay, well, Ritter was not good enough, or, or Ritter was fine, but we want more, and and still looking for a quarterback, or maybe Ritter looks good. I mean, I don't know. Well, we'll see. If we let's wait till the let's wait till we see some games before we start, you know, calling bringing out the pitchforks at least. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's still it's still way too early. Um, yeah. but yeah, I would I would like to see them practice a few more of those deep because uh, we we can see that they do have, you know, they do have this, the chemistry, you know, on the short to intermediate stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see, I mean, both Ritter and Heineke get some of those reps on some of the deeper stuff in, in the coming days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We got another donation from George Costanza with the $2. Thank you so much, George. He says, remember, Adon, it's not a lie if you believe it. It's a Seinfeld reference, yep. Uh, <laughs> is it too early for 2024 draft takes? Yes, can we start, yes, can we start that Brock Bowers hype train now since we know Arthur Smith is always going to go for that BPA on offense? Yeah. But unless they're picking in the top five, they're not getting Brock Bowers. So <laughs> same with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, neither of those guys are falling out of the top five. So, you know, I think even like the darkest Falcons fans are not predicting top five uh for the draft yeah bowers is gonna go really high oh yeah and, he's gonna be a top five pick yeah i mean there's a chance that he could be the next highest drafted tight end ever which that was kyle pitts a couple years ago yeah, i think before. so um yeah it will be i will say i think i think if this team is picking top five <laughs> I, I don't think that they'll be going up about i mean yeah bpa no, I think if they're picking top five, it will be with a quarterback in their headlights. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, if they're picking top five, that will probably mean that the Ritter project went completely catastrophic. Oh yeah, like they're yeah, if they're picking in the top five, it's been it was catastrophically bad on offense more than likely. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's they'll be <laughs> they'll be taking a quarterback at that point. Don't worry about that. But um. Yeah. Guys, uh, before we continue on with our show, uh, a lot of people have been pitching in, but if you're interested, uh, George helped us get most of the way there. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in helping out with the training camp fundraiser, the link is in the show description at streamlabs.com slash tobaccoholic slash tip. Thank you to everyone who's contributed to that. Um, If you're interested in taking part in our Patreon, you can get some exclusive perks as well as access to our Patreon fantasy leagues, which are going to be forming over the next week. And we'll start drafting, uh, I think, right around the first preseason game. Make sure you sign up at patreon.com slash Falcoholic Live. Uh, all tiers are going to get access to those fantasy leagues. And you also get access to exclusive Q&A sessions as well as uh, early access to podcast audio, podcast episodes. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. Cool group there. 
get some Discord privileges as well. And speaking of the Discord, check that out as well. Links in the show description if you want to come hang out and chat with your fellow Falcons fans. That's been popping off, obviously, with training camp going on. So uh, definitely check that out, guys. And uh, yeah, just throwing throwing another plug for for Friday at uh, tomorrow, Friday, 6 p.m. at Sweetwater Tap Room, uh, 195 Otley Drive in Atlanta. We will be doing a live show doing a Falcons fan gathering, hang out, all that good stuff. Come hang out with Adnan and I, Gina, Will McFadden, all those guys. Uh, come check us out, folks. If you if you want to, you know, if not, that's cool. We, we won't be we won't be offended, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Um, all right. Spent a lot of time, obviously, on Ritter because everybody cares about Ritter. But you, you Jalen Hawkins, you, you mentioned him earlier. Two picks already. He's looking good. But I think also, like, Richie Grant had a good day today. He had that sweet uh, pass breakup in one-on-ones uh, working against Michael Pruitt. That was nice. Um, you know, I think we saw some nice things. You mentioned Johnny Smith. I think Mac Hollins had a great rep working against Jeff Okuda. Then Jeff Okuda had a great rep working against Drake London. We couldn't film that one, so everyone's, like, burying Jeff Okuda because of that video. But, like, Akuda had a great rep Akuda in the team session. Play in the red zone, yeah. And that, that actually was not a badly thrown deep shot, to be fair. Um, that one was actually pretty on target. But Akuda just broke it up. It was a good play. So, um, you know, it, it. so don't, you know, don't just, like, take... What, what we're able to tweet out is just a snapshot. It's not the whole practice. So, like, read the tweets, too. Don't just, like, hit the retweet on the videos. I mean, the videos are great. Don't get me wrong. But, um... You know, Akuda had, I wouldn't say he had a poor day or has had any overall struggles in camp. I think the secondary as a whole has actually been really good. And I think that's one of the, the best things that we've seen so far is like the defense as a whole. And I think it's been by far the most impressive part of this team. Um, I mean, they've, they've been, they've been crushing it. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you, you expect that early on in camp. I know Arthur Smith wasn't trying to hear it today when, you know, someone mentioned that, Hey, the, the, the old adage of, you know, the defense has the advantage early on. I think he should get that down. But I think, you know, I think he knows it too that, yeah, like early on uh, before the offense gets, you know, gets their stuff implemented and, you know, gets into a rhythm because so much of the offense is just about being in that rhythm, you know, between, you know, the quarterback and the wide receiver, the offensive lineman having that, developing that chemistry together and just like, you know, reading each other's movements. So, of course, the defense has that bit of an advantage and especially like you know for the Falcons we have a lot of uh, a lot of very highly paid defensive players this year a lot of guys who you know you went out and you invested a lot of money and I I think I, I forget how much money exactly was invested into the defense this free agent period but so a lot of it uh, went into the defense um and I mean yeah they, they look good they, they've been dominating they, they've for the most part, dominated the first couple of days. Like we haven't, we've barely seen any touchdowns, if if any at all. Like throughout these first couple of days, yeah. um, but you know, some some offensive players have definitely flashed. Uh, we talked about the tight ends today. Uh, I will give a big shout out to Carlos Washington Jr., who uh, he's the fourth string running back, and he is he's acting like he wants to stay you know, on, on this 53 man or on this depth chart and to make this 53 man roster, all this, all those guys have done the first two days has been make plays. Like he had, he had a great one on one rep today and he had a fantastic run, which I think could have gone the distance if, if it was a real game. So 
you know, we'll see we'll see a lot of Carlos Washington in uh in preseason, especially yeah. in that third preseason game. They'll, they'll probably run him a lot. Yeah. Um the the Toronto Ward treatment from a few years ago. Yeah, but, I mean no you're yeah, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, I I've been impressed by him too. Please continue. Yeah, no, Carlos Washington, you know, he looks very good. Um, you know, Matt Collins had that good catch today. We haven't seen a lot of Kyle Pitts yet. Uh Bijan Robinson in in the moments when he can flash, we we talked about him. Tyler Algier is Tyler Algier just keeps you know, he just keeps chugging along. Uh you know, Daryl Hodge had a nice catch today. But yeah, it's been it's been mostly, you know, the secondary dominating and it's it was nice to see, you know, of course Brady Jarrett is dominating as he usually does and it's good to see Zach Harrison also also yeah, making yeah. some plays and getting singled out by by Arthur Smith today as well. Yeah, I mean Zach Harrison I think has been the biggest he was the winner on the defensive line today for sure. I mean we saw we saw Albert Huggins get a tackle for loss. We saw uh David Onyemata get a nice tackle for loss too. But then we saw Richie we saw Richie Grant get a sack. He's not on the defensive line, but he got a sack on a blitz. And then Zach Harrison, two sacks. He got some pressure. And he is just a massive person. Like it's like, oh, is that Clay's Cam- nope, nope, it's Zach Harrison. You know, and Clay's Campbell's like still bigger somehow than Zach Harrison is, but um, we haven't even seen Clay's Campbell yet, and we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, it I mean Zach Harrison like didn't really come in with high expectations, sort of a developmental pass rusher, but that's sort of Ryan Nielsen's specialty. And Harrison, you know, was getting some reps in there with the first team guys. And look, those interior guys were were forcing plays out of the pocket, and, and Zach Harrison was able to clean up and and, and make some plays there. So um it just I I was really impressed with Harrison today. He I I was he was one of the guys I was sort of expecting to have like a quieter camp as like a developmental guy, but I mean, look, hey, excited to to see edge rushers standing out in training camp on on what a world we live in. Yeah, for we haven't had that in very very long time, a very long time. Um, but yeah, like some more some more depth chart stuff. Uh, we're seeing uh. Bud Dupree lining up as a strong side linebacker on the outside a lot today, like a lot with the first team. Um, Joe Gaziano, two days in a row. Were mentioned. Yeah. Uh, playing, playing with those first teamers uh, in, in run defense and um, in Calais Campbell's absence. Don't, don't write Joe Gaziano off. Like I, he would, he would probably be on my 53 man roster right now. Like, you know, at, at the current moment, based on what we've seen, um, you know, I will uh, give a big shout out to Albert Huggins today uh, out of Clemson. He had a had a great pass breakup at the line of scrimmage, batted down a Taylor Taylor Heineke pass, absolutely textbook. Got a lot of praise from the coaches for that. Um, you know, saw Timmy Horn in there with uh with the first teamers as well, uh, as as we did yesterday. Um, I think we saw we saw some Nate Landman with the first teamers, uh, mixing in a little bit. So you know, just just some of those some of those depth chart moments to really look out for. And you know, offensive line it was more of the same as yesterday. Matt Hennessy is running with the first team left guards, uh, running as the first team left guard. Uh, first teamers are uh, are as they were yesterday. So I it probably won't be a case of uh 
you know, one day Hennessy, one day Bergeron, the way we saw last year with, with uh, Hennessy and Dahlman. Um, I think I think Coach did mention that Matt Hennessy is really loved in that offensive line room. Like yeah. he's very respected and, you know, a lot of the guys really, you know, really enjoy him and his company. So, you know, I mean, if that left guard battle isn't, maybe isn't as, you know, solidified as we thought with Matthew Bergeron where, you know, after the draft, we're like, yeah, just, you know, they love this guy, pencil him in right away from day one. He's going to have to earn it. And, you know, Matt Hennessy is, you know, he's not really going to give it away lightly, but we'll see. We'll see how, how these linemen and how everyone looks when, when pads come into play. Uh, I don't know if that will be tomorrow, but, you know, maybe tomorrow or Saturday. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's cool to see, you know, how the, the charts are taking shape. You mentioned it. A lot of these guys like Bud Dupree getting more run with the first team. And may, again, maybe that has more to do with Calais Campbell. Maybe, it, maybe it's Joe Gaziano that's getting those reps, but it's good to see those guys. Um, you know, there's, they just have a lot of options, uh, which is like, you know, they're able to mix in like Lorenzo Carter and Bud Dupree and Arnold Abicati. Joe Gaziano, I mean, all these, and Kelly's Campbell's not even out there, and it's like they're they're still doing a great job. So, it, I mean, I, I'm really impressed with the depth, and I think that was what we've been talking about all offseason is that they have such a deep rotation. I mean, you could you can weather injuries, you can keep guys really fresh. Um, you know, I, I we saw Timmy Horn, you mentioned as well, like Timmy Horn, I think is a guy that like if Eddie Goldman doesn't come back, it seems like he's the favorite. I think Carlos Davis had a sack yesterday too. So that they've got some somewhat interesting nose tackle depth options. If they need to. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how this develops. I'm excited to see the preseason. And, and then, you know, again, like we're going to continue to see how this shakes out, how this, how this grows, how these players look over the next week. And then we'll get some joint practice practices with Miami, which are, always interesting but again you'll remember like you know everyone was like oh the jets were cooking the falcons in that you know in those practices and you know guess what it didn't really the jets weren't a better football team than the falcons last year i mean they were the defense was certainly but that offense was miserable so um it you know it's not that's not the end end all be all of anything either so we'll we'll monitor that we'll get some preseason games and and then you know we'll, I'm sure we'll get lots of unhinged takes from those preseason games where where we get a heavy dose of Logan Woodside who I think has been solid honestly oh, yeah. like yeah, Logan's looked Logan looked fine like yeah I don't think I've seen like any mistakes from Logan Woodside he's just had Toledo a very legend yeah, yeah a very nice steady training camp so far yeah um so like you know we'll see. We'll see if Ritter gets more training camp reps than a typical starter would. You know, we'll see how much Taylor Heineke plays, how much Woodside plays, whatever. You mentioned Carlos Washington Jr. Like, at this stage, he's going to be getting a lot of carries if they don't add any more running backs. It seems like they're comfortable letting Clint Rakovich, the fullback, carry as well. They gave him a couple carries today, so maybe they don't need to add another running back. Maybe they're just comfortable with what they have. That's a big show of faith in Carlos Washington, obviously, if that's what happens. Um but it's it's interesting. It's it's been it's not really I don't know what I was expecting on now, but I guess it hasn't been exactly <laughs> what I've been expecting so far. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um I don't know. I, uh, I'm 
I think until they get into pads, it's it's all. Now I don't want to say it's all moot because you know, of course, you know, it, it's practices. It matters up to an extent, but it doesn't not matter at all. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm just really looking forward to, to the first uh, practice in pads. Yeah, which I expect it'll be Saturday. It could be tomorrow. We'll see. I think it'll probably be Saturday. They typically like to do that first padded practice when there's going to be a lot of fans there. But we'll see. And and that'll be illuminating too, especially for those trench battles, especially for the running backs who finally get an opportunity to break some tackles. Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested in that. And like we said earlier, uh, Clayus Campbell, uh, it seems like we're not going to see him anytime soon. Uh, Arthur Smith said basically like 10 days, maybe. Uh and hopefully at the end of that 10 day, 10 day period, he'll say like, okay, he's here. And again, it's like, it's Clay's Campbell. He was probably never going to be a full participant in training camp anyway, given, you know, that he's a veteran and, um, it's just, it's not like he needs it. <laughs> he just doesn't. Um, but you know, we'd still like to see him out there sooner rather than later. And then Eddie Goldman still not practicing. Didn't really get much of an answer on when he'll be out there. Also, the only other player that was not out there today was Bradley Pinion, the punter. He was do- dealing with a personal matter, but it doesn't sound like there's any, you know, long-term concern there. Um, yeah, I, anything else you want to touch on? Oh, no, we have a couple donations and stuff, but I did want to just check and see if there was anything else you wanted to, to get to today. Uh, um, no, uh, Eddie Goldman is the other name, too, where uh, he's apparently dealing with some uh, some personal matters. So, you know, uh, hopefully all is well with him. Uh, and, you know, if, if it is anything, hopefully, you know, prayers out to him if those are needed. But, um, yeah, it's right now just uh, Eddie Goldman and Calais Campbell. And, yeah, it sounds like it, it'll be a, a bit of time before we – we hear about Calais. It sounded like coach with that 10 day time frame was basically telling us he yeah, I just don't ask about him again. During, <laughs> yeah. camp. I, I didn't think he was going to even say like answer at all, but he actually gave us a time frame, which I appreciated. Honestly, uh, he certainly didn't jump down my throat. Like the guy that Grady Jarrett really got onto somebody for asking a stupid question. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> he was like, no, that's not what I said at all. Uh, and he just like, didn't answer. It's like, uh, that was funny, but no, um yeah uh it's i'm excited to see calais campbell whenever we get to see him maybe it's not until week one that we actually get eyes on him but that's fine with me i mean i don't really care as long as he's ready to go for week one i trust calais campbell to handle his shit you know (laughs) like i don't really have concerns about calais campbell in any way like this man has played so much football i'm sure he knows literally every defensive scheme just from film study he's played in a lot of different schemes um, I don't think Ryan Nielsen's scheme is particularly complicated for defensive linemen. That's part of the thing. It's just a one gap penetrating four, three for the most part. Um, so not super concerned. Clay's Campbell. I, I obviously we hope to see him, but, uh, you know, if he doesn't show up until late in the preseason, late in training camp, whatever, it's not a huge deal in my book. As long as, as long as he's good to go for week one, we're all good. Um, so, all right. Got a couple donations to get to before we sign off tonight. We got Brandon with the two dollars. Thanks so much, Brandon. He says thoughts on grabbing FSU edge rusher Jared Verse if we somehow get into the top ten in next year's draft. I mean, I love Jared Verse. I, I think I think he would have been the pick at eight if he if he was in this draft. Um, yeah, absolutely, Brandon. 
Guys, what are we doing? It's it's literally July. They like just, what, what the people training? love draft takes, Adnan. Like we're gonna be talking about the draft for months. <laughs> I like, like there's no need to to start draft talk prematurely. Like it's yeah, yeah you know it, it's it's day two of training camp. Like you know let's let's talk about the season. Let's talk about the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean yeah. So yeah, the answer is yes, absolutely. Jared Verse would be super high on my list unless he has like a really bad year or something. Um. Yeah, I'm all in on Jared Verse, uh, but yeah. Also, like, I'm going to try to avoid... T- hopefully, we can put off the draft talk into, like, January this year or February. That would be my hope, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how these guys do. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping for the best here. We got Corey with the $5 six. So much, Corey. Appreciate that, man. Uh, he says, do we get more than 40 sacks this year? What, what do you think about that, On You think we get... Do you think we make that big of a leap? No, absolutely not. What? <laughs> 40 sacks like do you know when the last time the falcons had 40 sacks was yes like like kevin 2008 no 2004 wow 2004 was the last time the team had over 40 sacks yeah and it was patrick kearney and roderick coleman who had double digit sacks like you know well we had to you know, you got to that, that's a deep cut right there. Like it's been yeah. almost twenty years. This team isn't. You know, don't get me wrong. I like the additions that they made uh, in free agency. Uh, I like. I think that this defense will be much better than it was. You know, last year and a couple of years ago. But you know, teams don't generally go from eighteen sacks to twenty-one sacks to 40 sacks like all, all in the span of one year like you know let's take some baby sacks. I, I would be thrilled if they had 30 <laughs> sacks this year like, yeah i, I mean thrilled yeah. like they haven't had 30 sacks since 2018 yeah no i mean honestly like sacks to be fair sacks are one of the more volatile defensive stats they do tend to fluctuate for teams year over year so like they could have some positive regression in that category and you know, I think Corey Carter brings up a good point that there are 17 games now, so that that helps a little bit. Maybe that gets you another sack or two. Games last year too, and they had 21. Oh yeah, I mean, no, no, like that last year was awful. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, it, and yeah, and Joe brings up a good point. Like last year, Saints were nowhere near as good as they used to be in pressure rate and run defense, but they still they ended up getting a lot of sacks. So like, it it sometimes it just doesn't. You know, you just get a lot of sacks. Like you just luck into sacks. Sometimes the quarterbacks you play. Yeah. The Vic Beasley yeah. method from 2016. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it, yeah. sacks can be volatile. So, like, it's certainly possible that they could have a big turnaround. I I think I would be thinking more like 35-ish is probably what we're hoping for. Maybe more. I mean, but I think if they get to 30-plus, we're probably pretty happy at this point. I'll like, be thrilled. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it. so. I, I Like, don't give me a quarter. Like, nobody will hopes that we get – 40 sacks more than i i hope we get 50 sacks yeah <laughs> like yeah you know that'll be 60, fantastic yeah. yeah like you know let's look let's look like the 2009 vikings out there you know with these sacks but i just uh i just think 40 uh, i i would i would lower your expectations a little bit uh and i mean if i'm wrong uh, i would be absolutely thrilled to be wrong like i would love to come on the show uh you know at the near the end of the season and be like hey guys i was wrong we got you know, we're at 42 sacks already this year. Like this team, this team, you know, if we get to 40 sacks like this, I have no doubt that this team is going to probably win the NFC South. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They'll, they'll be like one of the biggest 
defensive turnaround stories in the NFL if they do that. Like, oh, wow, this Falcons defense made, like, a massive jump. <laughs> it's still a massive jump even if they don't get to 40 sacks, but that would be an indicator that they probably made a massive jump in terms of uh, all that all defensive stats, and not just sacks. They almost had 40 in 2017. They, they fell just short of 39. And, That's right. I mean, that, was a, that was a top 10 lead defense. That was a good year. Yeah, that was the best defense I've seen in, for the whole time I've been covering the team, which was – Really, only since like 2014, but um, you know, still that was the best defense. So, um, hopefully, I think this this defense this year has a chance to to be the second best defense. You know, and and like I won't rule out that they could be better than 2017's defense, but um, yeah. All right, we got one more from George Costanza with the two dollars. Thank you so much, George. He says. Are you guys going to do play-by-play for all the preseason games again this season? I think you guys should continue to do it for the whole season. I am hyped for this year. By the way, Adnan, if Braves end up making the World Series, I'm going, and I might have an extra ticket, wink, wink. So, you know, I'll let you two connect uh, off-air about that. But, yes. I would love to go to the World Series. I mean, I think, you know, go Braves. I think we will absolutely yeah, this is our year. Like, I have the utmost confidence in the Braves making the World Series. It's World Series or bust, baby. And yeah. anything short, it's not It's not Super Bowl or bust for the Falcons. I'll be thrilled if they get to the playoffs. The Braves are different. My expectations for the Braves are, like, up here. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, that team's just ready to win now. Um, yeah. No, I haven't even watched boy, baseball, and I've been impressed. By the way, I don't believe in pieces. Like it's it's World Series or bust. Me, me saying that will not affect anything. So we know um, who to blame if they don't make it. So. <laughs> um, but um, regarding play by, I we will do play by play. I don't think I'll be here for the second preseason game, the, which is the most important one. So, <laughs> I'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out. I think I I think I may be in in North California uh, for those few days, but. I'll definitely be here for the first and third preseason games. So, you know, I'll, be, I'll definitely be here for that Logan Woodside and Carlos Washington uh, backfield game for the majority of that Steelers game, where it'll probably be the majority of Steelers fans in the bench. Yeah, I, I, we need to come up with some kind of Logan Woodside like name, nickname. I'm, I'm, we'll work on it. If he takes off, I'm just thinking, if, if he takes off, I'm gonna do Logan's run for sure. Um, Great sci-fi movie, by the way, classic. But uh, other than that, we're gonna have to workshop that some more. Um, Logan laying the wood out here. You know. <laughs> Logan the- laying the wood side. If he makes a special teams tackle, <laughs> that's yeah. probably only gonna happen if he throws a pick. So let's, I'm not gonna hope for that. Uh, we, we can work the blue chew out in there too. <laughs> that's true. That's that. That's just late. That's just right there for us to take. So we'll, we'll save that. We'll work. Continue to workshop that. So tune in to see what we end up going with there. But yeah. but yeah, yeah we'll- like, uh, the preseason play by play will be a thing. Yeah, we'll be doing the preseason play-by-play again. I know you guys want that for the whole season. We'll consider doing that. It, it's it's probably not going to be this year. Um, it could be something we do in future years. I know there's desire for that, um, and we appreciate that desire. Uh, but it's we you know we have other like coverage responsibilities and things like that with the site. So like it's possible in future years if we get you know, more staff or different responsibilities, we could sort of distribute it so that we can do that during we're the game. We're flattered. Like, we're yeah. definitely flattered. But it's like, yeah, for the preseason, it's... uh, you know, The the people covering the preseason just don't even know the players, like, beyond yeah. the second fingers. And, I mean... It's, I, a, 
like yeah. we're there for all of camp and we're very familiar with like with a lot of the players like even the deep cut guys um so i i think i definitely think we do a much better job yeah. but uh, i'm not going to say that i that we do a better job than like the fox guys probably not yes <laughs> i mean we we care about the falcons you know so we'll give you more of that falcon centric coverage but um you know it's possible we'll we'll do like a spec like what we might do is like maybe we'll do one game as like a tester we'll see how it goes um and and then you know evaluate going forward what we want to do but um yeah, we'll consider it certainly. I think it's it would be fun. I mean, I don't enjoy doing it, but it is a lot to do it every single week, um, in addition to other game coverage. So, um, but yeah, thank you for for asking, George. Um, yeah, well, Adnan, uh, before we sign off, I do want to remind everyone uh, to like subscribe if you've enjoyed this program. We appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast audio after the fact, leave us that five star review that helps us out. Leave us a comment uh, on your thoughts on training camp so far. Uh, we appreciate those as well. And uh, yeah, a couple things. If you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash Live for those exclusive perks, access to those Falcoholic fantasy leagues that everyone seems to be super interested in. So uh, those are a lot of fun. So I, I don't blame you. Um, and then if you're interested in helping out with the training camp fundraiser, which we've has rocketed up from the high 30s all the way up to 86% on tonight's show. So uh, shout out George and shout out Corey and and everybody else who donates uh yannick and and brian as well um i probably forgot someone in that mix so i apologize but everybody thank you so much for that if you want to pitch in as well uh streamlabs.com slash the falcoholic slash tip uh if you donate while we're off air that's fine uh just make sure you put in your question there and we'll we'll get that we'll be able to read it on the next show uh totally fine for, for venmo you can do so on my twitter it has a direct link to my venmo account um and yeah, join the uh, community Discord server as well, guys. Uh, the link is in the show description. A lot of great Falcons talk there. I know it's super active on game days as well. So if you want to chat with fellow Falcons fans there, great place to do so. And uh, yeah, join us at Sweetwater Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, we'll be hanging out. We'll be doing a live show. It'll be a lot of fun. So so join us there, guys. Hope to see you. Um, yeah, Adnan, anything else before we sign off tonight? Uh, nope. Just uh, plugging our training camp coverage, which will you know, continue uh, on tomorrow and into the next day as well so uh yeah we uh published our uh training camp news and notes for day two uh a little while ago so you know that's that's fresh if you haven't read that if you haven't had a chance to read that it's you know it's mostly a lot of the thoughts that you know we we shared on the show but you know in writing and maybe maybe a bit more organized and in depth so definitely check that out yeah and yeah, Brandon, all all technical stuff considered, if it works out, it will be 6 p.m. that we go live here as well. Uh, so if we can do it live, broadcasted also, you know, streamed, then we will. The internet shouldn't be a problem, but you never know when you get down there what's going to happen. So it should be okay. Uh, so you guys should get the, the live show as well, and we'll try to get some live Q&A and all that stuff as, uh, too for those that are attending. Um, but yeah, guys, really appreciate everyone for hanging out tonight. Uh, I am at Falcoholic Kevin on the Twitters. Adnan is at Say Which Way. We'll have all those clips and all that good stuff coming to you there. Uh, if you're com- tuning into the show late, you can go to thefalcoholic.com and get all of our written notes, which you know we, we mostly covered on the show here. So if you've listened to the show, you probably don't have to go read it. But if you'd like to give us the click, you know, please do. Uh, falcoholic.com for all that written content. And yeah, guys, uh, really appreciate it. We'll be 
at Flower Branch bright and early once again tomorrow. And uh, we'll be bringing you all that sweet, sweet coverage. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, tonight's show course was brought to you by Bet Online. We will see you guys tomorrow at Sweetwater. If you're at training camp, uh, feel free to say hi as well. We'd love to meet some of you guys. And uh, yeah, we will uh, talk to you next time, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great night.